Hey folks, as you know, I love helping people, especially people trying to help themselves. So I was sent this GoFundMe fundraiser from a listener. My name is Greg, and I was homeless due to the death of my spouse and need dental work to become employable as I look horrendous, and my work experience is working with the public. I desperately need dentures or, if lucky, implants. I have never been more humiliated in my life and am thankful someone is willing to help me do this. Please help make me whole again. If you would like to help Greg become whole again and get his life back, the link to donate is below. If you are unable to help, please share the fundraiser link. I truly appreciate you. Parent of killers, what your story? Most of my family is 99% certain that my cousin murdered his best friend when they were about 12. He's always been a very strange kid, prone to fits of violence. He once tried to beat my other cousin with a canoe for splashing him, and his dad has done time for child molestation. The two of them were alone by a river. My cousin came back and very calmly told his parents that his friend had drowned. The kid had evidence of blunt force trauma to the head, but my cousin said that he had slipped and fell. The and medical experts attested that it was not a wound that would have been caused merely by a slip and fall. But my cousin had a great lawyer and got off. I don't hang around that side of the family anymore. For several reasons. Scary to think that he is a free man. My great aunt was dating this guy and this guy really wanted to have physical relations with her. It was 1930s Italy in a remote town physical intimacy before marriage even to a fiancé basically made you an instant towness. Anyway he promised to marry her if they did and she said yes. Well a few days later she sees him flirting with another woman. So she goes home grabs her father's gun and kills him in the streets after luring him in. She only got a few years in prison and moved to Toronto a year later. Happily married with 5 kids. My son killed a family friend when he was 17. The family friend had been polisting him from 7-12 before finding other boys. When he was 17. He ran across this man who propositioned him for physical intimacy and my son lost it. He stabbed him in the heart with a knife and he had a heart attack and died. He did 8 years for manslaughter. His life is a wreck. He got out and wanted to go to college and get a job. College was too much for him because he was around kids his age who were more concerned about what to do on Saturday night whereas he was worried about his parole officer showing up with 8 armed cops at our house. He completed his degree in psychology and still couldn't find a job. He couldn't even find a job at organizations that help ex-convicts because he couldn't pass a background check. He started to be unhinged and committed suicide. And he died believing that he did something wrong and to have deserved the life that he got. That is probably one of the most heartbreaking things I have ever read. I know it doesn't mean much but I am so sorry for your loss. I was 3. My grandparents had full custody of me. My dad was a heavy greedy user and alcoholic. From my understanding my mom was to an extent. But my dad was way worse. My mom also had a lot of health issues. I'm not sure all the details of her health. She was bipolar for sure. And was on several heavy meds which she often let my dad use. She had a disability with one of her hands. But she was a very beautiful and kind woman. She was the kind of person if she had $10 and went to the store everyone was gonna get something when she got home. My dad killed her one night. Not sure the story of that. All I know is that he chopped her up partly. Couldn't fully dismember her. But he tried. I think he got her head partly off and an arm and made a big gash from hip to hip. He hid her in our trailer closet for 3 days. My grandpa eventually suspected that it happened. And called the cops. According to neighbors. 
The next day he came over and drank beer and watched football and didn't even seem to be a changed person at all. I'm now 21. My dad is gonna be serving at least another 8-10 years in prison. He had the chance for parole after 15 years and was denied. But he could serve his whole life. Up until I was 18. I couldn't did visit him. I didn't really like to. But I did it to make my family happy. I didn't know how to feel about him. And still don't tbh. I had my visitation rights taken away at 18 since I was a victim of his crimes. I could've it overturned. But not really wanting to honestly. He only calls when he wants money. Gets well over $1000 a year from my grandma. I was lied and told it was basically an accidental death until I googled my dad's name when I was 11. I didn't speak to him for over a year and it was right before Christmas too. My first memory is seeing my mom's grey blue closed casket. Obligatory not my kid, but my stepdad's kid which we will call Jay. He went on a murder spree. He wanted to kill all his family members. He successfully killed both his maternal and fraternal grandfathers. He got caught midway through the murder spree cause he left his great aunt alive and tied up. She got free after he left and called the police and his mom who was next on the list. Jay stole his great aunt's phone so he could pretend to be her and meet up with his mom. He ended up meeting the police instead. He had tried going to other relatives homes but it was in the middle of the work day and people weren't home. Otherwise he would have killed more before getting caught. He got 100 years with zero chances of parole. The judge said the sentence was symbolic because by the time it's over, there won't be anyone left alive to remember his heinous acts. Not me but my mother was in a relationship with a serial killer pedophile. In the early to mid 80s my mom started dating this guy. She already had my older sister with another man. New boyfriend was a doting stepdad. They lived in Las Vegas. My mom ran Kino and he was a card counter. She'd help disguise him because he was blacklisted from most casinos for the aforementioned card counting. I came along. They continued to be the happy little super dysfunctional family until the FBI grabs my mom from work and interrogates her for hours about him. He's a stack pedophile murder. My mom didn't know. She dabbled in low level criminality but not that stuff. Splits town with us kids. Gets back with older sister's dad. I grow up not knowing this until I'm 14 and my parents divorce and dad asks for a DNA test for me and I'm flawed. Your dad isn't your dad it's actually this evil man who's on death row. My mom's a huge drunk and greek addict she can't even speak to me about this without a full fledged mental breakdown. So everything I know is spotty. She passed away 4 years ago. I'm going through her stuff and find some letters from the history channel contacting her to participate in a documentary about him. One thing that chills me to my core. He used to call her his first victim's name during physical intimacy. She swore she never knew until after the fact and I believe her. My uncle violated and murdered his disabled daughter and tried to frame someone else so he could collect insurance money. He got away with it for almost 20 years. One day, I get a phone call from my dad saying that we should expect the family name in the news and why. Ex-fiancé of one. Seven years together. He started doing M without me knowing five years and two kids in. Tried to get him help when I found out. Left him because he refused it. They caught him in his victim's car. He confessed 12 days into his trial. Got life and 10. Said he wanted to know how it felt to kill someone. I'm raising our two kids. They don't know yet. Don't plan on telling them until they are old enough. Kills me that they will have to live with a burden like that. It's massively unfair. 
they certainly don't deserve it, and neither did the victim or his family. Off the M. He was the type of person that would help the homeless. Generous, outgoing, excessively intelligent and ambitious. How heavy drugs can change people into monsters. That's horrible. I hope it doesn't affect your kids too much when they find out. Good thing you left before he got too crazy. My adopted sister got into a car wreck this weekend while off her medication this weekend. She takes it so that her epilepsy is well managed. We don't know why she didn't take the meds, but she seized a grand mal and struck a mother and her two kids on a sidewalk or crosswalk. The two kids were crushed to death, and the mother is still in the IQ. My sister is also in the hospital and we don't know if she will go to prison for the accident. Oh frick, what if the mom survives and realizes her kids are dead? When I was 10 or 11, my younger brother and I were visiting our grandparents, hanging out in the hotel. We were told that our mother had passed and our dad was going to jail. It took a while to realize what happened. I got the full story when I was 15. Dad was sleeping, mom tried to suffocate him with a pillow. He ended up switching it around onto her, resulting in her death. According to newspaper articles, he hid her body in the woods and according to the police, they would not have found the body unless my dad told them. He was sentenced to like 15 years in prison. He got out of prison 5 years ago or so, gets caught up in the pharmaceutical drugs, which led to harder things and ends up getting some H with fentanyl laced in it, and ODs. I turned out okay, I have a hard time expressing feelings in my relationship, but my fiance loves me and works with me. My great aunt killed her husband years and years ago, shot him and burned the house down after years of being abused by him. From what I know, she was convicted but didn't get jail time, instead she came in and worked in the prison kitchen so she could go home and take care of their kids every day. Most of her kids ended up involved in drugs and the like so my part of the family has never interacted with them and we don't really talk about it. My stepson killed one of his bullies in high school. He has a cleft palate, and it's a pretty bad one. All his life he's been bullied for it. His mother and I have done everything we could to stop the bullying but it never ceased. We contacted administrators, moved, switched schools, tried everything. Eventually, we decided on an online homeschooling program. Unfortunately, one of his bullies from his last school knew where we lived. He'd come by and taunt my stepson regularly. My wife and I were never around because the kid would come while we were working. One day, after my son tried ignoring his previous taunting, the bully figured it must have been a good idea to break in and find him. He threw a brick through our back window, which was in the guest bedroom, and proceeded to attempt to enter. Now, I partially blame myself for what happened next. My son never knew his real father, and so since I've come in, I've done everything in my power to fill in, and we grew pretty close. I ended up trusting him enough to tell him where I kept my gun, seeing as how his mother and I worked so often. I wanted him to be able to protect himself if anything were to happen if we were gone. So, he grabs my gun, opens the door to where the bully was and shot him in the chest twice. He died before the ambulance reached the scene. My son was never charged for anything, as there was obvious evidence of a forced entry, and the neighbors claim that the bully repeatedly said he was gonna kill my son when he got inside. This happened almost 10 years ago when my son was 15. He's been to so many different psychologists and therapists since then. Something in him changed that day, like he blamed himself. For years he tried to isolate himself from the world. He became a heavy alcoholic, and even attempted suicide. 
he blames himself for taking another human's life even though he knows his was in danger. Seeing what happened to my boy, it's heartbreaking. I sold the gun, never got another one. To this day, he still has that look of grief and guilt in his eyes. I'm starting to believe no amount of tears will ever wash it away. My brother killed his girlfriend shortly after their son was born. He still won't tell us why he did it but he did confess and has never once denied doing it. He's in prison until 2046 last I checked. We always knew growing up that he'd end up in legal trouble eventually but not as early and it did. Not a parent but, I was briefly neighbors with a family who had a son that ended up killing them because he got addicted to H and the parents wouldn't give him any money for his habit. Not a parent, but one of my cousins is a killer. Dude was a teenager when, for some unknown reason, he decided to kill his parents and siblings. I can't say his name, so let's call him John. It was early morning, around 3, and the father was out working the graveyard shift at the one gas station in town. John had sat awake all night to make sure everyone was sound asleep. He took a shotgun that he got for his birthday, and crept down the hall to his little brother and sister's room to make sure they were asleep. Satisfied, he ventured into his mother's room, put the gun against her temple, and shot her. The blast woke up his siblings, and, turning around, he shot his brother as he ran out of his room. After making sure he was dead, he found his sister hiding in the closet and killed her too. To complete his mad fantasy, John dragged the bodies one by one into the living room and left them in an unceremonious pile. He then called his dad, crying on the phone saying the house had been robbed. His dad left work and drove as fast as he could to get home and see if his family was safe. As he burst through the front door, John shot him almost point blank in the chest, and he died soon after. Around 7.30 that same morning, he called the police to report the murders. According to family legend, the cops found him sitting on the couch, watching cartoons and eating a bowl of cereal, still bloody from moving the bodies. It's been a few years not, and the only reason he's given for doing it was that it just felt like the right thing to do. A strange cousin of mine killed his girlfriend's 4 year old. Strange to think that same guy treated me like a friend he knew his whole life when we were introduced in a reunion years before. There was a guy from around where I grew up who beat his girlfriend's 4 year old to death for spilling juice on his xbox. My wife's grandma had 3 sons, one died and one's been in prison for 30 years for murder. She's still leaving everything to him in the will be see he is a better person than the other surviving brother. I work at a restaurant and the father of a killer is one of our regulars. It's a fancy restaurant, dude is super rich. He and his wife live separate lives and he goes through a lot of girlfriends, always 20 plus years younger than him. He pays for their condos and plastic surgery. He got one of them a gold necklace at Reed Gold Digger and had her wear it in public. Not a lot of our respect for women. That guy, loud smarmy older businessman type. Anyway his son is the guy who killed his girlfriend in law and drained all her blood. I dunno how the dad feels about it inside but like. Outwardly, no change. Zero change in lifestyle or persona mannerisms. I'm just an outsider obviously but you wouldn't even know it happened, when it happened. You're talking about Lorn Libel and his son Blake. They were just ordered to pay 41m to the family. Not a parent, but my co-worker and her son were killed by her other son. Almost two years ago now, so killer son spent of his adult life in and out of jail. Small petty crimes breaking and entering, burglary etc, nothing violent, 
well his last stint was for credit card fraud. My co-worker didn't want him living with her when he got out, but he ended up staying with her and her other son. Now my co-worker was an older lady, 70s, and she was super reliable, rarely missed work or at least called when she did. Well she didn't show up for a shift on a Friday and it wasn't like her. We tried calling her, no cell phone, cause she was in her 70s and it was one more useless piece of junk, no answer, so we figured oh no, maybe she forgot or she was in the hospital and she couldn't call NBD, but something in my and my boss's chest didn't feel right but trying not to let our years of forensic files get the best of us we brushed it off, come Monday, still no call no show, now I'm freaking out, so we had the police go over and do a wellness check. Four hours later we saw on the news they had found two bodies in her neighborhood. I had given her rides home from work a million times as she didn't drive. Car was gone credit cards were gone. They found her killer son in New York. State. Picked him up on a parole violation. I still feel sick about it. She was such a nice lady she didn't deserve that. Throw away because the investigation is still ongoing. I'm not the parent in this case. Just the siblings. I have a half-sister along with one full sister and one half-brother. My relationship with my mom was strained and I didn't know my half-siblings much. I knew my half-sister had troubles talking growing up and my half-brother is autistic. My mom died recently and I got a bunch of info from roommates, family members, etc. My half-sister abused our mom in every way possible. She also threatened to kill my mom when she didn't have things go her way. A few months before my mom died, my half-sister killed my mom's roommate's dog in a fit of rage after being told no for something. She didn't get in trouble because a. Dogs are considered property so there wouldn't be heavy jail time and b. My maternal grandma paid the roommate to not press charges and to cover the dog. I didn't ask how my half-sister killed the dog. Because the fact that she could even bring harm to a pet made me sick to my stomach. There had also been several domestic abuse call-ins to the local police department because my half-sister was violently abusing my mom. They have several records of having to come out and check on things. Not long after was the dog incident my mom died. From what the roommate said, my mom and half-sister were fighting because my half-sister didn't want to go to school. My mom was already sick and weak at this time. All of the sudden it got quiet in the other room and then my half-sister started screaming for help. Roommate runs in to find half-sister hunched over my mom's body. It took 4 months to get the autopsy results. They declared her death as undetermined because they couldn't be quite sure if it was the fact that my mom was already sick or something else. The police we spoke to was honest with me and we both felt like my half-sister had something to do with a give then literal I will kill you claims and physical abuse my half-sister put on my mom. Both my half-siblings are with CPS now and were supposed to be medically evaluated for mental illness but never were. We had four caseworkers in six months and it took two months to send my half-siblings one letter. When we mentioned the entire situation CPS was shocked. Apparently the latest caseworker hadn't read the file and had no idea, and is now, half a year later, trying to get a psyche evaluation on my half-sister. I'll never know for sure. But given what I know and the records I've seen, I believe my half-sister killed my mom. I am so sorry. I can't imagine what you're going through. I wish you the best. Hey folks as you know I love helping people. Especially people trying to help themselves so I was sent this GoFundMe fundraiser from a listener.
My name is Greg, and I was homeless due to the death of my spouse and need dental work to become employable as I look horrendous, and my work experience is working with the public. I desperately need dentures or, if lucky, implants. I have never been more humiliated in my life and am thankful someone is willing to help me do this. Please help make me whole again. If you would like to help Greg become whole again and get his life back the link to donate is below, if you are unable to help. Please share the fundraiser link. I truly appreciate you.